welcome back to Wellness Check, the podcast where Danielle and I discuss our stories and experiences related to the realm of wellness. Welcome, welcome back, back, everybody. Happy to be here. Happy third episode. Good to be back. Oh, Let's do a little check-in before we start. The two words I would describe this week are emotional and nostalgic. Some in good ways, some in bad ways. Um, the first thing I've been able to catch up with some of my friends from high school, elementary school. I've seen them come into my work, which is really nice. Good to have, uh, good to have that opportunity to catch up. Um, so that was really nice. And then, nice. yeah. And then Allie and I hopped on a Zoom call with our friends, and one of our good friends made an end of the year presentation for us. Had all of these pictures and videos throughout the year, which is really nice to reminisce on. It was a great year spent with great people. So that was really, really nice. And we were both really emotional about that. And then lastly, my sister and I put on the last two episodes of the final season of Vampire Diaries. Um, (laughs) And let me tell you, the nostalgia and tears were there. Um, (laughs) I love Vampire Diaries. It's so awesome. And speaking of Vampire Diaries, I was telling you this before, um, but you really do look like Caroline. (laughs) <laughs> you do and I was telling you like you give off such Elena vibes it's like the dark hair that mysterious like essence and then I'm just the Caroline essence yes a <laughs> um, couple things from watching those two episodes I don't know we can talk on this a little bit later but um, <laughs> I don't want to say it without giving it away but I'm going to do it anyway whatever if, if you haven't seen Vampire Diaries and you're wanting to watch it just skip through this part um First thing, Bonnie and Enzo deserved forever together. That was one thing that made me really upset from finding out that Enzo was killed and Bonnie wasn't able to actually like be in love and she deserves so much happiness. I don't know. I was just really upset about that. (laughs) This is your local witch just trying to be happy. I (laughs) I know she's just trying to be happy. She's just making everyone else happy, putting everyone else first. Oh, it was really sad. And then the last thing was the Caroline and Klaus. I, I just wanted Ugh. them to be endgame for so long. And I remember um, I forgot about the letter that Klaus gave Caroline when they mm. opened the boarding school. And he's like, however long it takes. And then he was like, Klaus. I was like, they deserve <laughs> each other. They did deserve, they deserved forever together. I know. Yeah. Anyway, Ugh. that was my week, but yeah. So fun. My week was also emotional. That, that would just be the best way to describe it. There's just so much happening and um our friends had come home for the week because they had to move their stuff out of the house. And it was so nice to get to see them and get to hang out with them one last time before they're gone for the summer. And whoever knows how long because of the stay at home order, but it just, it made me really sad. And so like that zoom call with all of us and, and watching that video, it just, Mm -hmm, it really meant a lot and recapping all of the year that we've had together. Um, but at the same time for me, like I, I found out, I got some great news this week that I got accepted into the University of British Columbia School of Social Work. And so I was over, I'm overjoyed. I'm totally elated and excited and um, like words can't even begin to describe (laughs) this for me. And um, so it was this weird balance of like dreaming about the future and getting really excited, but also like grieving, like leaving my friends and and everyone going Mm -hmm. away. Um, and me being only the only one left in this city besides one other girl. So hopefully we can like reconnect in the summer, but it's just, you know, it's going to miss, I'm going to miss having everyone right next door. We can just get together when we need to. And it's like a little support system. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, that was, yeah, that was basically my recap. And then just trying to find the balance, right? That's all I'm doing right now. And at this point, I just want to kind of check in with all of our listeners or anyone who's listening, especially those of you who are living in Ontario right now. We got our extended stay at home order yesterday, last night. And um, yeah, that was really difficult news. And I just want to hop on here and say it's okay to feel frustrated or angry or sad. That's completely valid and it's completely normal. You know, we're just part of it trying to take care of our healthcare workers. And then, you know, I just want to encourage everyone to stay safe, take care of yourself, wear your mask and just be on, be on alert. And just, we just got to get through these two weeks together. It's going to be tough. It's going to be, I have no words, honestly, we've just been in and out of this for the past year. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, just encouraging all of you guys. Yeah. We're here for you. Definitely. Yeah. See you. And we, know how hard it is right and so just want to check in with everyone else out there topic that we want to talk about today is quite honestly something that is getting harder to do the more that time passes but it's one that we did want to touch on to maybe help people during these times um, especially we want to talk about healthy mindset we want to talk about what it is what it means to us how we practice it in our day-to-day lives and again some tips that we can share with everyone Um, that's open to learning about these. We want to have this topic and share our experiences and our stories. It's just kind of try and help you guys during this time. Exactly. Just some encouragement, extra encouragement during these hard times. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I'll start with my first question. Um, do, Do you remember the first time that you recognized that your thoughts had power? Um, yeah, I would say that since a young age, I was involved in a lot of sports. And so you're, you're taught through that, that your mind and, and the thoughts that you have um, are impactful and powerful. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until later on, I actually translated that into other parts of my life um, through other avenues, not sport. Um, but sport would probably be the first introduction I had to knowing that I had a gritty and powerful mind that could do that. Um, so yeah, how about you? What was your, what was your moment with you? I also grew up playing sports, but I don't think I really recognized that even though I was told constantly, you know, like, don't get in your head. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what does that even mean? (laughs) So I just, that completely went over my head. Um, for me, the first time I recognized that my thoughts had power probably was during my first year of university. Um, I had my closest friends living across the street from me and one of them mentioned the documentary The Secret and it was on Netflix Mm -hmm. at the time. Uh, There's also a book too so I definitely recommend watching the documentary and then also reading the book. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway I went over and we watched it and it really shifted my perspective on the way I view the world. Um, I started believing in myself, in my capabilities. I learned more about visualization, manifestation, taking action, trusting in the universe. Um, You know, I understood these practices, but it's taken me up until this point and probably, you know, in the future too, because I'm still learning um, and understanding the things I need to do. So my mind becomes fixated on my goals and my aspirations. So I would say for me, it was the first year of university and, and learning about the secret and and that was That's really so cool. cool. Yeah, it That's was awesome. really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen that. 
Oh, you have to. It's so good. I've recommended <laughs> it to so many people. Yeah. I, yeah. You've been talking about it. Like since I met you, I remember our conversation the very first day we met each other about that and I still have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we can watch it together. Maybe we'll do yeah. a viewing party with everybody. That'd be oh, a lot of should. fun. That would be really fun. I would, there's, we could set that up. So, yeah. So I've been recommending that to, to a lot of people and, uh, you know, you really have to be open to it. I think that's the biggest thing um, in starting your journey to a healthy overall mindset is want, the willingness to learn. So mm-hmm. if, if you find and, in whatever way works for you, if, if mm-hmm. it's watching or reading the secret, if it's not, if it's, you know, Ted talks, whatever, it's just having that openness and, and willingness yeah. to learn. And like the other, the whole caveat to this too, is like, I think the best way to put it, Danielle, is that you and I have been very privileged in our life where we have been able to um, be in a healthy place to push ourselves in this way. Like we totally understand that somebody struggling with mental health or mental illness, that this isn't just as simple as like shifting your mindset or changing the way you look at things because, you know, you're struggling through your own trauma, your own grief, your own difficulties. And that And from that perspective, um, that's why this topic is so important to me because I am somebody who has struggled with depression, anxiety, um, seasonal depression and grief and trauma. And so I, it has been very difficult to understand how to shift my mindset. But a part of that is understanding the different parts of me and how they fit and how they work together and how they can all work together to help me achieve a mindset that is a little more positive, a little more um, focused on my goals, goal oriented. And so that's like the caveat to this. If you're not in a place right now where this is an easy shift for you, or it, it takes, you know, one thing to help you, that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. But it is possible as well. So I just want to encourage all of you out there who, who are struggling with your mental health right now, especially during this, it might, this might be a difficult subject to hear about and it's okay to feel frustrated and and annoyed but um it is something that has helped us and so that's why we want to to bring this up and and talk about it with all of you how would you define a healthy mindset Mm. for me right now in my life um, right now in your life yep right now my life it's pretty simple for me it's waking up every day and being curious about the world around me. And that's how I have been able to implement it in a very um, accessible and and easy way for myself is just waking up each day and saying, what's something new I can learn today? Um, What am I curious about? How are my relationships with people? And, And just continuing curiosity within different avenues of my life that's been the most helpful, especially after the year that we've had. It's, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to like <laughs> show up every day and have a good attitude and have a good, you know, demeanor and all of the grief and trauma I've, I've experienced this year. It's, it's been, it's even harder and harder and harder to do, to do that each day. And mm-hmm. so for me, I've had to really simplify what a healthy mindset or what a positive mindset is and what that's turned into to me for me is just waking up each day being curious about the world around me and by doing that it's broadened my my scope of thinking <laughs> just going outside and putting my feet on the ground and and looking at the trees and being curious about 
you know, what the weather's going to be today, um, who I'm going to encounter today, uh, the calls I might have with people today and just keeping curiosity throughout my life. Um, that's been the biggest thing for me recently. Yeah, just I really to, had to simplify it. Yeah. Like appreciating mm-hmm. the little things, right? So the big yes. things can have more meaning and be more impactful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's really How cool. About you? How would you define yours? If, if I could actually define it myself, it would be healthy mindset is investing in your overall well-being and, you know, being grateful for the little things is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, something that I do want to touch on, and Ali, I think you can expand on this a little bit more, okay. is uh, the assumption that a healthy mindset is correlated with a constant positive attitude. And to some degree it is, right? You know, it's it's proven that being positive and having a positive mindset with positive self-talk has a great implication on like your day-to-day life. Um, and they're huge factors. You're not dwelling on the negativity, but there are also other factors that play into a role in this. So when I mm-hmm. define the term healthy mindset as investing in your overall well-being, I mean setting yourself up in your life, both emotionally and physically in your favor to generate positive outcomes mentally and that will generate positive outcomes to the universe so do you want to touch a little bit more on that assumption of you know constant positivity I think that's something that you know based off off of your experiences you can touch on a little bit more than me (laughs) yeah I have I was as I was listening to you I had two things two ideas sort of pop up into my head. And the first one I want to touch on is I loved what you said about, um, a well-being because, and, and how your, your healthy mindset associated to positivity equals well-being. That's so important because well-being doesn't mean being happy all the time. It doesn't mean being positive. Doesn't mean like, Oh, look at that burning building in front of me. Let's do it together. Like that's not what we're saying here at all. Um, we're saying that well-being looks different in all of its forms, according to the person, according to the person, it's, it's yeah. a unique thing. It's like individualistic I first, in our first episode, like something like the concept of healing that is individual to the person. Well-being is going to be individual to the person. I mean, right. we all have our basic needs of food, shelter, you know, clothes, water, having a place to live, healthcare, like all of those things are our basis, but anything above that is really unique to you and your own experience. And so for me personally, I can touch on the fact that like, I, I haven't always been a happy light person. I not, and I won't be, like, I, I, that changes. It's not constant. And it's yeah. this idea of happiness. Um, actually, I'm going to pull up. Uh, I just read this awesome Instagram post by one of my favorite people. Her name is Amanda Yates Garcia. And she, you can find her on Instagram at the Oracle of LA. And she posted this week about the concept of happiness and and positivity and how, you know, we can, we can often feel like we're striving to get that we're striving to get happiness our life is focused on our goals and what drives us that makes us happy. But really what's happening is that we're performing happiness. That's it's, yeah, it's we're faking it. We're faking we're it till we it. make it. Yeah. Yeah. Or that even the sense that you can be content with where you are right now, even if it's not exactly where you're, you want to be. Mm-hmm. So, 
she was talking about um, messages that she has kind of been receiving from the universe lately. And she said, you don't need anyone else's validation to know you're worthy of love. You are. Your value is not determined by what other people think of you. What would it feel like if you really knew that? And so that was something that in accordance to well-being is, is let's get these expectations or these ideas that other people have for us off of our shoulders and really focus on what is well-being for you. Mm-hmm. What is um, a healthy mindset for you? And the other thing I wanted to say is that I think for our generation, at least what I noticed, I've noticed in a few people I know, they have this rat- this idea where positive mindset equals having to stay happy all the time. And so an example I have is that I was with two of my friends. One of them was going through a very, very difficult time. Um, and she was opening up about how helpless she was feeling, how distraught she was feeling, how sad she was feeling. And the other friend who was there in the situation just kind of said like, well, you've been staying so positive this whole time. Like, just keep staying positive. You're going to be fine. It's everything's going to be okay. Like just stay positive. And I could see that person shutting down like physically in front of them. Like it was just like a wall going up and they were like, you're going to be fine. Like it's, it's all going to work out. Like just stay positive, just stay happy, just stay. And I, I was sitting there and I stopped her and I was like, I looked at my friend and I said, no, it's okay to not be okay right now. I do understand that when people say, you know, just be positive, just be happy. I understand that that's coming from a good place and that's not Mm. always bad advice. Like, I mean, that's okay advice. That's the best advice you can give based off of their circumstances. You might not fully know everything, but you're right. Like it does kind of belittle their experience and belittle their feelings. And that's a huge thing, right? So Mm -hmm. when I give advice now, I try to listen a little bit more on, you know, what's going on and not so much solutions, but just validating Mm -hmm. their feelings and being like, you know what? It's totally okay that you're feeling like this right now. Your feelings are valid. Don't belittle your feelings. So Mm -hmm. I I totally understand that. It's not bad advice, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's not maybe the best approach. Yeah, exactly. And so in that situation specifically, it was a pretty like dire situation. And so it did feel like a little bit of invalidation or, you know, and so I was just trying to affirm that person's experience, tying it back to a healthy mindset is that your healthy mindset doesn't have to equal performing, being happy (laughs) Mm -hmm. at all. If anything, it's doing, it's doing the shadow work. It's doing the, the scary stuff. It's, it's looking inward and externally and understanding how you work both internally and as a human in this in this world so with that being said you based off of your perspective your definition of a healthy mindset what are the things that you did to form that healthy mindset for me I well the first thing that I had to do was learn and understand the meaning behind your thoughts like have power. I needed to like truly understand that. And it was way easier said than done. So the things that I did to implement it first, I tried journaling. I went out to chapters and I picked up a writing prompt because I didn't really know what to write about at first. Like, obviously I would write down my goals, but then I was like, okay, then what would just prompt me with these questions. And then I would answer based off of that which was really cool. And it, it was beneficial in a lot of ways. And it really gave me time to, um, you know, release all of my thoughts 
and and yeah. not have them so like taking up so much space in my head and stressing me out. So that really worked for me right in the beginning. And then I tried meditation, which has also been extremely beneficial. I still practice that. I try and do it every day. Uh, Mm -hmm. That worked for me. And I started asking myself what it is that I needed right in that moment. So, Mm -hmm. you know, am I going to allow myself to feel upset about this situation? Because again, my feelings are valid and they deserve to like be heard and recognized or what will I be doing differently to maybe avoid a situation like this in the future that like is triggering these emotions in me that obviously I I am trying to suppress or or I don't know what's going on but so yeah so uh I I was asking myself questions I was surrounding myself with positive people right you are what and who you surround yourself with so I tried to do that a little bit more Uh, I really took exercise Um, and made it a huge factor in my life. Obviously, it is a huge factor in my life because I have a degree in kinesiology. So uh, (laughs) it wasn't really that hard for me to make it a priority because again, it already was. I kept healthy perspectives. I I became more open to new perspectives. I tried to become a better listener. The biggest one for me is just the positive self-talk. This Mm -hmm. is one that took me a longer time because um, before having positive self-talk, I needed to learn to accept myself. I needed to learn to trust myself. I needed mm-hmm. to learn to have patience with myself and allow myself to be the most important person in my life, you know, which is hard. That's mm-hmm. that's something that's hard to practice because there's been a lot of times in my life where I've had low self-confidence, which is like to the surface, you wouldn't, you would never really know because I was really good at hiding it. Mm-hmm. And um you know, like, like you said, fake it till you make it kind of thing. And we're going to link some resources of examples of positive self-talk examples of situations you might find yourself in and the things that you can do or say to kind of help you. Um, just because it's, it's again, very individualistic and my situations Mm -hmm. and experiences are completely different from other people, but we'll make sure to link some resources on some examples of positive self-talk that could work for you. And like building off of your positive self-talk there, I'll link it in and below, but there's this, uh, girl on Spotify and she does daily affirmations, which I think are like very similar to positive self-talk. She has a bunch for, for different scenarios. So she has, I listened to one on anxiety the other day, um, for when you're experiencing high anxiety or you're not feeling well. And and it's just a great source that like grounds you, but it it really puts you in the, in the present moment. It really, cause she has you say them out loud. It's like, I, I am grounded. I am safe. I can, and, and she goes on and on and on, but she has them for all sorts of different things, um, for a, attraction, for, um, like job prep before job interview, self positive, self talk and affirmation. Um, she's a bunch of them. So like with that, I'll, I'll link that too. I mentioned earlier, my personal, um, attachment to the definition of a healthy mindset equals being curious about the world and being curious about the world around us. And so for me, I took a different approach this year to that led me to this definition. So I'm just going to talk quickly prior to this year. Um, and I mentioned this in our last episode, I was feeling very confined. I was feeling very, um, just cut off and detached from the world around me. The year is leading up to this one where I've met you and, and we've been able to do all of this and specifically there had been traumas and things that I had been through during that time that 
um, I guess, pushed me in a way to be more isolated and to, and to be more just to myself. And it caused a lot of problems and mental health issues. And so over the course of this year, I would call this sort of a transformation period for me in the context of how I've been trying to, um, I guess, rewire my brain or, or make it function. Um, and that has been through being curious. And so prior to this year, I was in a very confined, very trapped environment. And after, I guess, I gained a little bit more autonomy this year in myself and started really focusing on my identity, who I am and what that means, I started trying new things. And so some of these things I tried were concepts like manifestation, concepts of getting in touch with my own spirituality and the world around me and understanding the reciprocal relationship that I have with it. And those have been things that have driven my healthy mindset. And so some of the things I actually implemented, I'm going to use getting into UBC as, as kind of my biggest example I have of this shift I've made in my recent life. That decision required me to make a lot of big choices in my life and which I didn't know I was ready for, but I just trusted my intuition. So I ended up having to quit my volleyball team. I dropped out of the concurrent education program I was in for the winter semester so that I could take social work classes instead. So I put a lot on the line and I, I risked it. And some of the work I did behind the scenes that I kept this little pocketbook on me. During the day, it would be on my hip, it would be in my purse, my wallet. It was small, it's about this big. And whenever I had a feeling of doubting myself that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't good enough to go to UBC for social work, that I wasn't enough, I'd pull out the book and I would write in it. I would write down, I would put the date at the top and I would write, like, I believe in myself and I believe that what's meant for me will find me. And then underneath, I would be specific. And I said, go to UBC for social work. And I did that every day for almost three months. And, or not every day, but whenever I would have a thought or, or an insecure feeling or something. And it was just a little physical reminder that, you know, I could, I could do it. And I had, and so the caveat to this is that I didn't expect to get into UBC. I didn't think that, oh, by doing this, I know I'm going to get into UBC. It was more like, I know that that's the path for me that I need to be on. And whether it happens this year, year or next year or the year after that, I know it will happen and that I will be able to, to do that because I know that's the path that I'm on. So this took a lot of like introspection work and I know it kind of sounds a little bit crazy, but um, it's one of the things that stood out to me when we were talking about making this episode this week, I was thinking about that pocketbook I carried around with me all the time. And so that was something I kind of ritualized or made into something like physical that wasn't just floating around in my brain, but I was, I was taking my thoughts and I was putting them to pen and paper in a way that was consistent, right? And so that was just something cool that I did in regards to creating a healthy mindset and um, and mindfulness and, and uh, what's it called? Manifestation. So yeah, that's really cool that you kept that around in those times where you started to worry. And then you were like, mm -hmm. wait, no, there's a solution for this. You don't need to go down this path of, you know, train of thought, pull it out, write it down, and then, you know, set it and forget it. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I just want to touch on what you said before too. What's meant for me will never pass me by. That's something that I tried to implement too. Um, just because it gives me a lot of comfort in knowing that, okay, this didn't work out for me and I really wanted it to work out for me. 
but the universe has something better in store for me. So just hang tight. You don't know when it's going to be, but you know, it's going to happen in, in the way that you least expect it, but it'll work out for you no matter what in your mm-hmm. favor. Right. And mm-hmm. that's something that I'm still learning is having patience and trusting in the universe. I, I get so excited and overwhelmed with all these emotions because I have all of these big plans and things that I want to accomplish. And I'm like, okay, like I'm ready for them. Like I'm ready for them. I'm, I want it to happen right now. But then the universe <laughs> is like, oh, actually, no, you're not. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's something that I'm still trying to learn. I think affirmations are so cool. That's something so I've been, cool. I practiced uh, more after my breakup in the summertime was I would do daily affirmations with myself. And and that definitely helped me get through that difficult time. They really do set the tone for your day. I, I try they and do. say them every day in the car on my way to work. Mm-hmm. I'll just say something like I am surrounded by positive, uplifting people. I yeah. am exactly where I need to be and all of those yeah. things. Yeah. That, that took up until this point to actually implement manifestation, visualization mm-hmm. in my life. I, I understand it more now. What are some things that you've learned about yourself? What, what are the outcomes of, of, you know, implementing this in your day-to-day life? What are some things that you've learned? Some things that you're still working on? The first thing is that I've learned that I am, I am powerful. Um, yes. that, <laughs> as women I feel like sometimes we're often underestimated and you know we're we wake up every day in a patriarchal society that we have to face and so knowing that you know you have your own self-worth you don't need validation from other people and that's that's been a huge thing I've had to learn and that you you are strong and you're capable you're powerful those are some things that I've learned and the other the biggest thing that I've learned in this, the umbrella concept or term that I've, I've learned is to trust the process of the universe. It's so hard. And I was actually just talking to my brother-in-law about this recently about uncertainty and facing uncertainty when you're trying so hard to make things happen and how nothing seems to be working, but just understanding that there is, there is a bigger reason, there is a bigger purpose. And even if though we're unsure about it, things in its own time will work out and the process will come to a circle, a cycle and end. And that's been something that's been, I can't like extremely hard to do extremely because when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the dark part places, we're in the rock bottom places, when you're in the deepest, darkest waters of it all, you can't see that and you can't understand it, but it's when that cycle completes itself or finishes is when you can understand, oh, maybe here are some of the reasons why this happened. Maybe these are some of the reasons that it went down the way it did. To put a specific life example onto this is that the, <laughs> this is going to, might sound silly, um, but it's important to me. And that's the relationship I, that I had that ended in the summertime. <sighs> The biggest thing I've learned is that you don't see the process when you're in your deepest and darkest parts of it. And so for me, immediately after the breakup and all that was happening, all I could think about was why, why did this happen? I was so in love, blah, blah, blah. And you just see all like the amazing things that you think you're going to miss. But then as the rest of the fall progressed into this winter and the, and the decisions I made, the new choices I, the, I made for my life the risks I took, I never would have been able to do that 
in the relationship I was in. I would not have been able to come out of my little confined box I was in if I stayed in that. You've done a complete, like, it has been a turn, a complete 180. I don't even like everything in your life that you used to have is just like completely gone. My friends changed. My friends completely changed because I, I dropped people who not dropped, but I, I ended friendships that were no longer serving me in a way that was positive. I started prioritizing myself. I started understanding what I wanted and and most importantly, I began to pursue it. I would even argue Allie too, though, and we're going to touch yeah. on relationships in our next episode, but it's crazy when you say like, you were surprised that it didn't work out because in a lot of ways, and like, I know you're going to touch on this next week, you were never truly your authentic self, right? No. So it, it was basically set up to fail because the universe was like, you really want to live your life like this. So, you know, deep down, you actually don't. Okay. We're actually yeah. like, you can't make the decision. So we're going to make it for you. Before and the same you. thing <laughs> happened with me. And I'll explain that in my relationship story in our next episode, but you always know deep down and that's your intuition. Yeah. You yeah. always know deep down. And for me, it was the exact same thing. Like I mm-hmm. always knew it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. And the universe just gave it right to me. And it was like, you're yeah. not going to make this decision. So I'm going to make it for you and for you. drop all of these, you know, these things that aren't serving you. Yeah. Like I, I cannot wait for next episode. It's going to, it's going to be great. I, it's, I'm it's so a, ready. It's a real it. one. <laughs> I've been preparing for weeks for this episode. <laughs> Seven pages um, of notes. <laughs> we're going to go through it all. Just to tie it back to healthy mindset it's just these cycles in our life that I think are important to understand or maybe recognize the patterns we're in and just challenge yourself to maybe go against, go against a pattern, go against the grain that you've been so repeatedly involved in. Yeah, that's really cool. A lot of, a lot of our growth in our healthy mindset has come from more negatives (laughs) than the positives, but that's growth. Yeah, it is growth. Eventually with time, putting in the work of, you know, the small things like the writing prompts and then the bigger things like manifestation, visualization, this led to my healthy mindset being my default setting, my mm-hmm. mode of operation. And it's so much awesome. easier for me now. And and I really hope everyone becomes open to learning too, because you are more than capable. And, um, you know, things that I've noticed with time is that I'm really good at setting boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really good at having conversations and not leading into it thinking it's going to be like negative or confrontational and in keeping my peace. One thing that I did learn and I'm still learning is trying to let go of control. I, my little Sagittarius comes out all the time when (laughs) when I'm in control settings. Um, I feel like I need to be in control in every aspect of my life. And that's where before I was talking about, um, I was so excited and overwhelmed with all of these emotions because I had all of these goals and these dreams and I was ready. And I was telling the universe, I'm like, I'm ready. I would write it down. I'd be like, I'm ready. I would put myself in situations to let the universe know that I was ready and then slap in the face. They were like, no, you're not like, let go of just kidding. Yeah. And, and it's something that I'm still working through. And alongside that, I'm still working through those kinds of triggers that, um, bring up my old way of thinking. And the best way I could describe my old way of thinking, like you said before, like I was a negative person too, like when it rained, it poured with me. And and this is where my control comes into play because, you know, when something didn't work out in the way that I wanted it to, 
in the way that I thought it would, you know, I'd get upset and I would get down and I wouldn't understand the alternatives of this. There are things that are better for you. This isn't going to work out or it's not your time right now. And then I would be convinced that every other thing is going to, is going to fall apart. Right. So when it rained, it poured and, and I would do everything I could to, you know, put things together in the way that I wanted it to which made things worse, right? So that control, I'm still trying to, to let go and, and trust the process. And it's hard, you know, if there's anyone out there that has any advice on it, by all means, send it my way because I'm, I'm totally open to learning those new, um, those new concepts to, to just benefit me and not feeling like I need to be in control all the time. Such a difficult concept. I, I get that a hundred percent. Um, but what I was going to add to that and, And I think it's really cool that you said that and you were able to be vulnerable and open and say that is that another way to approach a healthy mindset is to have a humble mindset, Mm -hmm. to have one of, of humility and, and humbleness and just come to it in a way that, like you said, you're open and you're willing to learn and you'll try, you know, whatever you can that will, that could assist you and help you with your overall well-being. So yeah, I love that. Thank you for being vulnerable and open with that. That's awesome. Of course. That's what I'm here for. That's why we're on this platform. (laughs) Yes. So Danielle, I just want to, as we kind of wrap up here today, I want to ask you, what is some, what are some advice? What is some things you can give to our listeners who want to kind of start on this journey of developing a humble or healthy or positive mindset, whatever you want to label it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. (laughs) Um, Well, I'll start by saying one thing that I know for sure is that these practices are something that you need to continue to work on over time. It's not something that is going to happen overnight, maybe not in a week, in a month or a year, but you just always have to be willing to be open to learning and finding what works for you. Because our our whole uh, message that we're trying to send here is that a healthy mindset is capable for everybody, but it's incredibly individualistic. It's meant for you. So find what works for you. Allow yourself to search and find resources that work for you. Everybody's different. Every situation is different. That's why we're going to drop some resources below for everybody. Um, and it's all about finding balance. Like Ali said before, I guess that's, that's, that's awesome. the advice I could give if there's anything else you want to add to that too. Yeah. The only thing I would add is just be very gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself as we go through, I mean, immediately these next stages of lockdown, be gentle with yourself when starting this process. If something doesn't work for you, or you find that you're in a space that is very dark and you need, like you need help, um, seek out professional help. They can, you know, it can be a really great experience to get another voice interjected um, to give you some perspective. And so if you are facing immediate crisis with your, your mental health or your mental well-being, um, do seek out professional resources that can help you guys. Yeah, just be very gentle with yourself. Take it slow. Take it easy. We encourage mm-hmm. you to try it out. Give it a shot. Yes. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. This is a topic 
where I really want to hear from other people. So if you want to share your healthy mindset story or the journey that you're currently on, you can reach us on all of our social medias. We have a TikTok, we have a YouTube and an Instagram all called the wellness check podcast. Make sure to follow those, check those out. Uh, We have other episodes that we released. We talked about our 2020s and we introduced ourselves So make sure to go check that out next week. Allie and I are going to open up about our relationships um, our past relationships, I should say. We are both Neither of us single. <laughs> All right. This was a good, this was a good discussion today. I really liked this. this. Fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Allie and I, the official crew of wellness check are here to remind you guys to check in on your loved ones, check in on your family, check in on your friends, especially during these hard times mm-hmm. um, in Ontario and, and, and around the world. We see you, we hear you. Uh, most importantly, like we said, check in with yourself. You were the most important person in your life. And we will see you next week with another yes. episode. Stay safe, everyone, with light and love.